Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Hello, friends. Aloha. This is episode 30 of Unleash Your Life. And we want to start a new tradition. Well, I guess there's a couple of things to announce. So, <laughs> first of all, is that we are going to break at 30 episodes here for the season and then have a new season coming up. Yes, so we're calling this season one. Season one. The Northwoods. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> now, part of the reason this is happening is this wasn't exactly planned like let's do 30 episodes and then we're going to stop for the season but here we are as you probably know in hawaii for our 100 percent project in which we over the next 10 months are going to move to getting 100 percent of our food foraged locally grown grown by ourselves hunted fished or did I say foraged already? <laughs> <laughs> the sun is boiling our brains just slightly, it's just slightly. It's been a big day. <laughs> so, uh, as we as we embarked on this 100% project, we weren't quite sure what we would encounter when we got here. And sure enough, as we suspected might be true, we have very limited internet access no access to electricity. Zero electricity. Well, <laughs> that's not quite true. We can charge our phone when we drive our car. And we have these really cool illuminated light things from a dear friend of ours that get solar power and then they can charge a phone. So we're really happy with that. Yeah. Other than that, eh. pretty, pretty low. So we have to go into town to a friend's house in order to do things like upload and charge computers. What that means is that for the time being, until at this property, the solar and the Wi-Fi comes in, which is actually going to happen hopefully within a month. They're working on it. We will have limited access. It's going to be very difficult for us to get out podcasts to you. And what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the videos. And the podcast will continue. <laughs> we will start a next season. And we'll just hold to this tradition. So the next season will also have 30 episodes. Maybe we call that one Life Among Volcanoes or something. Yeah, Life on the Lava. I don't know. <laughs> oh. So we wanted to share a little bit today about what we're experiencing here as we came to Hawaii. And then to talk about what we have learned over the space of time that was the last 30 episodes. Wow, so much. Hey, you know what? I can hear the little koki. Koki? Koki. We're going to have to change our background from we have our birds from the north woods always, but now it's koki frogs. I'm not sure we want a whole background of koki frogs the entire time. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh my goodness, oh. we have already had so many adventures, dear friends. It's incredible. I don't even know where to start. I, Should we start with what we're experiencing here and then some things we've learned? I want to start, if you don't mind, you know, this is not our tradition. We usually do this in the middle, but 
I want to start by saying a really big heartfelt thank you to all the people that have donated to the 100% Project and who are our patrons because everything we're about to share, this could not be happening. It literally could not be happening without all of you. And we're just feeling a lot of gratitude right now. Even though there's a lot of challenges we're facing here, we're getting to grow as people and have some amazing experiences. And we're going to be sharing some of these with you here. And I'm just, uh, well, I really want to just yeah. express that gratitude. I want to say one thing that's been interesting here is not having access to technology. And you, well, actually, that would be great if we didn't need it because, hey, no big deal. Just go yeah. harvest some coconuts. and But we don't feel, I think, we don't feel whole unless we know that we're connected. And not connected as in plugged in, but connected with all of you. We're used to hearing from so many of you on a regular basis. And it really gives us a sense of who we are, of the world that we're all co-creating together. And so in that respect, reaching out past our patrons to everybody who's involved in this community and our online channel and our podcasts, just in our day-to-day -day lives, to know that you're out there and to feel as though we're helping each other really, really fuels us. And I've felt a number of times already, and I think we've been here not even quite two weeks. Yeah. I felt a number of times of like, ah, where are my people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so <laughs> removed from them. And as I said, on the one hand, you can go into that and be like, okay, all right, I'm just on vacation in a way. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, I want to hear people's stories. I want to share. Yeah, so many of you have become like family and we have so many good connections with you. And so thank you. Reach out, share with us. Realize at the same time with our limited internet that if you write to us in the next couple of weeks, we might not get back to you like usual. It doesn't mean that we haven't read what you have said. I mean, at some point we'll get to read it. But um, it means that we have very limited access and so we're having to just kind of triage what we do <laughs> online. Technology triage. Oh, oh my gosh. So, I mean, first of all, a little behind the scenes peek for you. This this has been an amazing journey so far. We landed and in Kona and there was- The airport is outside. It's outside. You deplane down steps like you see in the movies. Now, nobody was there to throw lays over us or anything, but it was beautiful. The salty sea air came in. You could see little geckos scampering around. There it's all ponies. open air. And it's all open air. <laughs> I mean, there's a roof, but there's no walls. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. How does that even work? It's so cool. It works because there's no snow. I know. It's so <laughs> different than, than every other airport I've ever been into. And then we went to this bed and breakfast. And oh, it's so amazing. Oh, this is called the House of Peace. If you ever go to Kona and you need a place to stay, highly recommend it. These people are angels. They really are. And tell them Kenton and Rebecca sent you and you <laughs> will be met with such warm smiles. They, besides being incredible people, 
They make the most amazing breakfast with fruit from their trees oh and local gosh. foods and Kona coffee and their grounds. So they're not right on the ocean. I'm just going to say that. Okay. They're not across from the beach. However, where they're located makes you, even though they're in quote town, the way they've done it with all their trees and their plants yeah. makes you feel as though you're not in town. Yeah. It's a nature sanctuary somehow, but you're really close to Kona. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the beaches in Kona. Yeah. We're sort of in love with them. Oh, my really gosh. Really clear water, super warm. The salt water is extremely buoyant, so you don't have to do anything. You there's, just float. There's this one called Two-Step. What's the Hawaiian name? Uh, well, I don't know the full name, but people call it Honau Now. It's the place of refuge. And you're on this rock. And you kind of slide off into the rock with your goggles on and you are immediately in 20 feet of water with this whole underwater aquarium underneath you of every color of fish you could possibly imagine oh oh and today we went to this beautiful black sand beach and we saw spinner dolphins not far from shore and tomorrow we're going to go again and I'm going to go out and try to swim with them. A bunch of people are out there just hanging out with the dolphins. So I'm going to try to bring my GoPro and go meet the dolphins. If I get some footage, I will put it on YouTube within the next couple of weeks. And you might get to see some close-ups of some dolphins. It was so cool. Humans and dolphins just hanging out. Yeah. Like their pals. And... All, overall, our experience here has been filled with people who are extremely friendly. When they talk about aloha spirit, it really is true. People go slow on the roads. They wave to each other. I mean, I haven't heard a single honking horn other than like, hey, hey, how are you? Uh, amazing. And if you need help, you can stop and ask someone. People are so willing to go out of their way. Our experience at the farmer's market, uh, at roadside stands, you know, we stopped at a little roadside stand and we were invited into this couple's farm. <laughs> they were so nice. They, they showed us how they process macadamia nuts. It was really interesting. Gave us a bunch of free nuts and cut open a coconut for us to drink and <laughs> I felt like how some sort of professional tour <laughs> i know and this is just stopping on the side of the road to buy you know a couple pieces of fruit off of a stand that aloha spirit i wish that could spread around the world sometimes you hear people saying that aloha spirit could save the world yeah, because it's very neighborly. And I'm sure as our next season comes out and we're here in Hawaii and we get more immersed into the culture and the land and the fruits and the plants and, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn, I'm sure you're going to hear us talk more about it because there's something really special about it. And it's also tied to the word ohana, which means family. But it is really all-encompassing. There's some neighbors here, and as soon as I got out of the car, the little girls are like, Auntie, Auntie, they don't even know me, but every woman they meet is an auntie, and every man is an uncle. And there's a sense, just a real, how would you put that? Just community, neighborhoodness. There's, so back on the mainland, there was, I mean, I guess, Becca, you and I kind of break this mold. We think of all the people... In our channel and you know really as people well, that we, we truly we are always surrounded yeah. by that aloha spirit but i know a lot of a lot of people i would talk to on the mainland be like oh, the people online they're not 
their your friends they would never go out of their way for you and mm. you know i know that's not true and we've gone out of our way for people have written to us mm -hmm. and plenty of other people have gone out of their way to sometimes to come across the whole country and and visit us and yeah. mike who just got on a plane and you know, we'd never met him before and came and visited us. Oh, and, yeah. And so literally much out of his way. And it's become a dear friend. So there, there is this idea of ohana. We don't have to live right next to each other or be blood relatives to love each other, to, to watch out family. for each other, to inspire each other. Yeah. And, and that really, I think, could change the world. Aloha and ohana. Okay, you know me. Oh my god, I'm like raising my hand. Oh, Excuse sure, me. sure. It's not all peaches and cream here. So t let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges and, and how we've learned from those. Well, literally, I think for me, the biggest challenge has been the technology. And this is our work and our connection to our Ohana. And it has been tough not having electricity access to electricity not having access to internet. But there's been some other stuff. Well, for me personally, one of the big challenges is that as we got here, we needed to find a car to buy. We got settled into our beautiful space here at the Yellow House on the farm, but there's a lot to do. And we wanted to get a video out to everybody. We needed to let our family know we were okay. And every day there's a huge kind of list of things and I could feel those muscles, those doing muscles. Mm -hmm. And for a while, kind of after the first week, there was this, for me, I kind of felt haggard and a little bit snippy and like, I gotta get this done and we gotta get the car, we gotta call that person and do the registration, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I think we stopped and we said, wait a second, why are we even here? We're not here so that we can fill every day with doing, doing, doing brain. That, you know, again, it's been interesting to see that Everything that we've had issues with, I think, has basically been technology-based or culture-based. If we were just here and working on the land and we had to get, I mean, we're getting a lot of food off the land already. We get, there's a goat milk, <laughs> a milk goat <laughs> here. Mm -hmm. So we get milk every day and there's fruit right back here behind us. There's coconuts to get. The the issues we faced are all the red tape issues mm. of moving to a new place. Yeah. And that's what's created stressors and the tendency to get into doing mode. So it, from a rewilding perspective, it really kind of begs that question, this world we've created, how much of it is really all that awesome? And how much of it is just a lot of extra work a lot of extra stuff to do to keep us busy <laughs> so that's a very good question i do have to say i did break two of my toes oh yeah that's a that good was little a aside <laughs> i didn't have to go to the emergency room or anything but we went to this beautiful place with waterfalls and oh my gosh gorgeous pool and there were people jumping off and into the pool next to the waterfall that is not how i broke my toes 
I just broke my toes because I slipped on a rock. <laughs> kind of sad. At the very end, thankfully, but it was a very long walk back. Not really just a walk, a blind. <laughs> I don't know how oh you made it that. Gosh. Oh my gosh. So Becca. then, of course, I am noticing again, oh, I can't do as much. And so then there's that like, hey, step back, take care of yourself. I know you want to get stuff done. So it comes down to I think what is going to be my big lesson for this last 30 episodes is what I'm facing right now. Maybe you'll feel the same way, Rebecca. And that is that there is so much to do in life. We all could make a list. I think the Zen teacher Steve Hagen said something like, we all have a list of, let's say, 63. I don't know what the number was. 63 things that we have to do. And the tricky magic thing about that list is when you take one thing off and get down to 62, you mm. automatically add one thing on and get to 63 again. And that list, it never ends. And so it's so easy to busy ourselves every moment of our day, striving, trying to get stuff done, and especially using a lot of mental, emotional energy, worrying about things, fretting about things, stressing about things, when that there's no end to that it almost seems to me that that never-ending list is an inside joke <laughs> it's there to sort of say hey guess what I will never go away so what's truly important to you what are all the things in your life that you would set that list aside for in a heartbeat mm. and you can think of it in a situation where okay lava's coming and you have 20 minutes to get out what are the things you're going to do? What are you going to focus on? It's probably going to be people, pets, animals you love, maybe some very valuable possession or, you know, whatever. It isn't going to be the list of things. You're not going to say, oh, well, I never got the deck painted. Drat, I better go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, that list is saying, hey, if you're paying attention to me, are you also paying attention to what's really, really, truly important? Yeah. And we had a little discussion about that in terms of raising kids because mm. this came up. Of course, actually, the girls, our girls are doing great. So well-adjusted. Nobody has had any homesickness. But we've also, they have had moments, we've all had moments of just not being our best selves because we're dealing with jet lag or we're hungry but we haven't gotten food yet. Just all of the different things. And there have been times when you and I, during mm -hmm. this visit have been involved in that doing brain so much so that we're like okay girls come on and yeah. then we all get snippy and you pointed out we think what we have to do is focus on that list we need to get the vehicle registered that's yeah. the important thing so child bear with it until we get the vehicle registered but we sort of brought up that really in the long run that's like short term in the long run we need to build a better relationship with each other and with our children. We need to build more awareness of where we are mentally and emotionally. Because if we just set, let's say in this example, our children aside to get the registration done again and again, eventually we have a grown-up child that we don't have the ability to communicate with. And then, or maybe let's say a teenager who all of a sudden we're struggling every day with communication, rebellion issues, that sort of thing. So 
does getting the short-term thing or the list thing done, does that actually serve us? As you said, it is a cosmic joke. It struck me the other day. I was with Mirabelle up. Uh, actually, I think it was with the Liliana. Now that I'm thinking of it, up on the side of this little uh, yellow house that we're staying in here, mm-hmm. on the stairs, and she asked something, and I had something important to do, and so I almost said, Liliana, I'm no, I've got this to do, and then I thought, ah, oh. as you said, Becca, here it is. I can go and do the important thing, and I will get something done. But the cost of that, I don't see the long-term costs. And this happens so often in our life. We, we take the short-term solution that seems like it's going to create the fix. The short-term solution is, I'm going to go fix this thing. I'm going to go do this thing right now. And that's a very immediate result. But if I go and do that, I start to slowly erode that relationship with Liliana and then over time, I'm going to be wanting to go do something with the teenage Liliana and I'm not going to be able to go do it because she's going to be having a real fit about this or that and I'm not communicating. I haven't fostered that connection. If we can foster long-term things, if we can have a systems viewpoint of life where we're not just dealing with the little symptoms that are flashing in front of us, but looking at the deeper, deeper aspects of life, the things that are really important, connection, communication, being aware of our emotions, being aware of other people's emotions. Those are things that are actually going to translate into more practical time down the road. So no matter how I look at it, whether I want to be really holistic and and awareness-based, or I just want to get it done, the best way to do that is to be aware, to be communicative, to spend enough energy looking at the basic foundation of the system rather than just the symptoms. And that is going to be the key to making life unfold a lot more happily. Wow, that was awesome. Can you paraphrase that for people like me? kind of went on for a while, (laughs) didn't I? No, I mean, it was so great. But what does that mean for people out there who are listening? How can they tap into some of what you're trying to do? In fact, my question is, in this interim between season one and season two, is there some homework we could all do together so we would all know, hey, we're all working on some similar things together? There is. We could look and we could see, okay, we are all in this big joke together, okay? And life, guaranteed, is going to throw all kinds of little flashy, warning signs, symptomatic things at us. These are superficial level things. You've got to go get the car registered. You've got to pay this. You've got to deal with this. You've got to do with that. And it's going to say, those are the important things. Ignore talking to your wife or husband and paying attention to how they're feeling right now. Ignore having a nap because, boy, you haven't rested very well and that would probably do you really well because you're getting snippy. Ignore eating a really good meal and cooking a wholesome meal. Life is going to urge us to go fast, to get this little stuff done, and to pay attention to all those little 
The never-ending list. The never-ending list. Here's our homework. Shift our awareness from that to the basic foundation of our life. Eating a whole food delicious meal that we cook is going to give us energy, have us feeling less stressed, and actually able to do more the next day. Especially if we eat that meal when we're not in a state of stress. When we're not watching television, that's like the news, which is bad news most of the time, not having a dramatic conversation, when we're present with our food and the people that we're with, that we're eating it with, then we can actually, we've talked about this in one of our previous episodes, we can actually digest better. Stopping to talk to your husband, wife, child, partner, whoever, and foster deep listening communication. That's going to mean that you're not going to be spending as much time the next day in the fights and drama that characterize a non-communicative relationship. So spend the time on that foundation things. Mm. This is going to apply to food. It's going to apply to relationships. It's going to especially apply to our own mindset, taking the time for your daily practice your glow meditation in the morning, your meditation during the day, your yoga, yoga practice. It could be nature movements, shinrin yoku. There's all different ways in which we nourish ourselves and come back to touch base with where we are, with what we're feeling. I could say it again and again. Life is going to point us in the wrong direction. It's going to keep saying, Look at this stuff out here. Look at all the externals. Here's how you solve it. Yell at your child and send them to their room. Then <laughs> go and quick cook up a microwave dinner. When your husband comes and says, Oh, honey, it was a hard work today. Just brush them off and say, Hey, you know what? You say that every day. Go get a life. Just get all that stuff out of the way so you can get stuff done. The important things. The important things. Painting the deck. Yeah. (laughs) That is the momentum of life. And that is what we need to switch over. Become present. Become aware. Never, as Rebecca so wisely said, never rush. That must be done quickly. Go slow. Slow is fast. (laughs) Well, and I think... One thing that's a great indicator is your energy level. Do you feel peaceful? Do you feel calm? Or do you feel that high RPM where you're revved really high and you're going fast and you don't have time to stop? Are you cruising the neighborhood or are you speeding down the freeway? And a lot of times you can feel that internally if you stop to pay attention. And the key is to be honest with yourself. Be self-transparent and be like, oh yeah, I'm, my engines are revved up high. Uh, because then you can make a more informed decision. And the other thing is I find, especially for me, the people around me are mirrors to me. If my kids are fussy, they're upset, they're snippy, they're fighting with each other, if Kenton is giving me that look, <laughs> he don't really give me a look, but <laughs> I'm saying in general, life around you will reflect to you, wow, you're going too fast, or maybe your heart isn't centered in your foundation. 
It doesn't matter if the pot is boiling over and the phone is ringing and the dog needs to be let in. If your spouse, your child, your loved one, or you needs your attention or your time, let the rest of it go. Because one thing I really learned from this whole journey here to Hawaii is to surrender. And I don't mean give up. I mean realize that it doesn't matter if the pot boils over. The dog will be let in eventually. The phone, whoever it is, can call you back. Especially if they love you, they'll understand. So let those things go and shine your light on the things that really matter to you. And I'm not talking about the never-ending list. Yeah, that list, remember, that list never ends. So don't make it the priority. It will really want to be the priority. But those foundation things in your life, that is key. Well, I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to share what your foundation things are, how you stay focused on them, how you build your foundation so that you can be your best self as much as possible in any given day. It's yoga, meditation, self-care. What is it that for you really makes a difference? You can share in the comments, uh, write to us, of course. Again, remember, we're not going to get back to you as quickly, maybe, as usual. But for sure, we will get to read what you say, and we will treasure all your responses. And let's try this experiment together in building our foundation and paying attention, having awareness, learn to let go of controlling things, let that never-ending list go. And in the interim here between seasons, let's just see how much we can cultivate. So see each other as Ohana, all of us working together. We're in different parts of the world, but we can all be working in unison and all of our energies will kind of move together to do this. So Rebecca and I are going to take this really seriously. We, as much as we understand this, that striving kind of go-getter part of our mind is going to keep manifesting. It happens to us every day. So we will be making a commitment to you to stay aware of what's really important and to stay focused as strongly as we can on what is truly vital in life. And we would love to have you come along on that journey with us. We're really, really honored that you are involved in this. Oh, you guys. I also will say that I will commit to eating lots of fresh mangoes and papayas and coconuts and pineapples for y'all, okay? Since you can't be here, I will do that commitment. I'll, I'll take one for the team. Thank you. That is so generous of yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I mean... Especially the mangoes. I'll suffer for you, for everybody. <laughs> oh, the fruit here is amazing, you guys. The, the feeling, like my body and my mind feel really, really good here. I think because... Almost everything we eat is ultra fresh and it feels different. I think the nutrient value is different. It's been kissed by the ocean and the lava. I mean, a lot of stuff comes right off a tree. And so, wow, that feeling of the food being essentially alive. I Mm. think being in the ocean too. Mm -hmm. We're so lucky. The stars here are phenomenal. Oh, I wish you could be here. I want to bring you all here just for one night of star viewing. 
We lived in Colorado for a year up at 9,000 feet. The stars were stellar up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But here they are even more so. I've never seen a night sky like this. Unreal. The Milky Way is just this bright swath. You know what I'm getting here? What? I'm getting that every place in the world is filled with beauty. And so get out there right now in your own backyard today. Look around and see what it is that fills you up and helps you build that foundation. We will not wait too long, dear friends, until we get the next season started. Be patient with us. We need to get ourselves set up technologically here. But wherever you are, soak into life. Unleash your life. Oh, you said it! Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, much love and aloha and mahalo to all of you, each and every one. You are ohana to us. Love, love, love. Mm -hmm.